This is the Footy Couple Podcast. Another round done. Another round of SA teams winning. That's pretty yes. much in a row. Well, Crows won four in a row. You're pretty reluctant on the fact that it wasn't a great game, but got the win. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, got the win. So we'll go through our games first, mm-hmm. and then um, got a got a topic later on we'll have a chat about as well. I can begin seeing his port play first. They had a 40-point win against the Eagles. It was a bit of an underwhelming 40-point win from watching the game, but they did what they have to do in the contest. I thought the Eagles actually played actually all right. They had a style that they wanted to play, a bit more like fast-paced footy, which is good, but unfortunately, with so many injuries they've had, they just probably didn't have the talent in the end to beat Port Adelaide. I think Port's talent probably just got them over the line. They did what they had to do and got the win and move on to next week, so... I'm not saying too much more than that. Uh, <laughs> I will um, just go straight to the awards. This really. Oh wow, that was very quick. Yeah, not much, not much to really say. Like the, the moments they played actually quite well. They had good um, ball movement. Some of the kicks inside fifty, I was quite impressed with a few of the players, which I'll mention a little bit later. They had a bit of lapses in defence. I think they just allowed Eagles back in the game, which was a bit annoying. A couple of moments in the last quarter probably could have won the game by more, but I think they were just happy to just get the win and move on. I'll move into the awards straight away. I'll start with the worst moment. It's a, a big mistake from Dylan Williams. He had a kick in in the third quarter. Kicked it straight to Waterman. 20 metres in front of goal and he kicked the goal. <laughs> Simple as that. Making errors like that. I think they've gone back to a six goal margin. And the commentators were giving him a bit of hope throughout the whole third and fourth quarter. Thinking they can come back and win the game. But it wasn't meant to be. Best moment. Got to give it to the debutant, Ollie Lord. His goal. He kicked in the first quarter. It was a bit of an unorthodox goal too. He actually marked it and he took the 30 seconds. So the umpire told him to play on and he just kicked the ball and got it. Just happy for him he got his first goal and he actually played quite well. He crashed the packs. He did some really good pickups and handballs out for goals. So you know, he, he did his job and he probably gets in the game given that Port have got so many injuries and that Georgiatis is out for the whole year with an ACL. So he'll probably get a bit of an opportunity again. So I thought well done to him for his performance. The pair award, so... One vote I did give to Zach Butters. I thought he was very good again. Some of his disposal inside 50 just laced out fin lacing a few times, which was really good. So very nice to actually have some players that can kick out players inside 50. Always nice for a forward for any team that can kick the footy. So I thought he was very good for his one vote. Two votes I gave to Jeremy Finlayson. He kicked five. Then I thought every time he had the ball, he just looked like he was going to kick a goal. Kicked a couple of great snaps as well. He kicked one from like 50 out, which was very impressive. Did his job when Marshall was out concussed in the second quarter and was able to kick the goal. Well done to him. He gets the two. The three votes gave to Connor Rose. He was brilliant all game. Was the dominant player in there. He had 29 disposals. He had two goals. What I was impressed with was like, well, the goal he kicked from 50 out was impressive. But his tackling pressure around the midfield was I was impressed with because he's not known for his tackling. But he had seven tackles and some of them good rundown tackles too. So just great to see him do that and just perform very well once again. So he gets the three votes and I think he got the Peter Babco medal, which is essentially the best player in any of the Port Anzac Day matches they play. So he won that. Fair enough for him to get the three votes and just happy that Port got the win. Happy to move on to the St Kilda Friday night, which will be a very tough contest. But we've got a few injuries, so we'll see what Port does with the team and we'll go from there for next week's episode. Might be, may not be as cheerful as what I am right now. But that's it for Port Adelaide. As I said, very quick. Before, not really much to talk about. Port fans will understand that. So we'll move over to the Crows. It was just an incredibly hard game to watch. That's all I'm going to say. Very frustrating. It obviously, the game was the way that the Hawks wanted to play. It was scrappy. It was really tight the whole game. And knew it was going to be a danger game. I was a bit worried going into the game. The Crows haven't won in Launceston since 2005. So that's a long time mm. ago. 
I always knew it was a danger game, but look, I was, there were some times when I was really frustrated during the game, but looking back at the game now, if I think back to say last year or the year before that, we would not have won. We would have lost that game. When the game wasn't in our turns, we had to scrap that out and we had to win. I mean, I even think in the last couple of minutes, I think the coaches didn't do anything and just let the players try and sort it out and use their leadership to put some players back or do whatever they needed to do. So I think it's a good thing going forward. It was just, like I said, it was hard to watch. I actually, I didn't watch the last quarter. Sorry, because I got so frustrated. I reckon I was 15 minutes to go. I think I turned it off because I was getting really frustrated. And I just knew if I keep watching, I'm just going to wreck the house. (laughs) So I just turned it off and I was like, I'm just going to go make some Anzac biscuits. So I went and made some Anzac biscuits and didn't have my phone near me or anything. The TV was off. And I was just not trying not to think about the footy. And I was wearing my Apple Watch. Apple Watches are the best, obviously. And I kept getting these messages from my sister saying, Crows suck. This is the worst game ever. This, that was the worst game I've ever seen in my life. And I was like, oh my gosh, what is happening? We must be getting thrashed by those messages. Mm-hmm. So maybe about 10 minutes later, I'm like, oh, I probably should go check the scores and see what the score is. And that's all that they won by three points. So I just watched the replay. And I watched the last quarter again. If they had lost, I still would have watched the last quarter. Just would have given myself time to chill. But yeah, it was like, I know I was not the only one. I know there was many people who ended up turning it off. It was just a frustrating game to watch. Like you could see that they were trying. It just it wasn't the same as they have been the last couple of matches. But obviously that's because Hawks played, like I said, played their way. But credit to them because they still got the win. And like I said, they wouldn't have done that in the past years. And I mean, it was kind of a good lesson learned without losing. That's, that's what I'm going to say. We'll see, obviously, next week will be the interesting match against Collingwood. So that will give us a really good indication as well yeah. about where the Crows are, where they're at. I'll go through my awards. So best moment, Dawson Wood. Obviously, Fogarty's goal for us to win the game from the boundary. Just around the corner kicks. <laughs> he just dropped punted it. Yeah. Through the goals, and Just classic. And he was cool under pressure too. There was a lot of pressure on that game. I mean, oh, I'm so happy I was not watching it live. Bloody hell, I would have been freaking out. Chardonnay Award. I actually couldn't really pick a moment. You've got to pick something here. Because I just felt like there's just moments the whole game. I'm just going to say there were moments, obviously particularly in the first half, and even in the third quarter for that matter, where Hawks just kind of ran, ran straight through the middle and just broke apart our defence. And it was just a big mess and they had free players everywhere. I'm just going to say all those moments. Oh, actually, we had a lot of opportunities and so we kept missing again. So maybe all those opportunities too missed. Okay. Can I just have multiple moments? Because I've got multiple moments there. Thanks, your award. You do it whatever you want to do it. Okay, that's my... Now, votes. So, Chrome Award. This was pretty tough, but I'm happy with my three voter. The other ones were slightly tough. But I've given one vote to Fogarty. I thought he did, especially obviously in those in the last quarter there with that last goal there. thought he was pretty good. So one vote, Fogarty. Could have given it to Walker too, actually. But I went with Fogarty. Two votes. I went Laird. He was obviously pretty dominant in the midfield. Three votes. My favourite player, Sloan. Especially in the last quarter, Sloan stood up. And if he wasn't there, we would have lost. He, I think he was really important in that last quarter. So I gave him three votes. And it was his best game all year, I reckon. That's mine. Excellent. You can uh, move on from that and move on to the next round, which, is, which we've sort of gone through playing against Hawthorne and West Coast. And now playing against St. Kilda and Collingwood this week, who are two very good teams. Yeah, I mean... Gives a good indication. Yeah, I mean, my expectation, I don't know about you, I mean, Port always, you always have expectations high, but I'm personally just thinking 
I don't think will we win? Probably not. But do I hope we win? Yeah, but do I think we win? No. I just hope that we're our competitive selves, which I think we will be because we kind of have been, yeah. you know, all year really. And because, yeah, I think Collingwood are good. So that's my thoughts on that. Do you think you'll win? Not confident given that injuries are now coming at the wrong time of the season. Losing Marshall is not ideal for the four-line structure. And then... The replacement, Georgiatis, is out for the year, so that doesn't yeah, help. Yeah, you know that. what? Georgiatis wasn't even... His heart's not there, so, I mean, I don't think that's a bad thing. Yeah, I, I guess I so. Think, I think he would have come in the team, and I think he, he actually, would have been... He was actually playing all right, because oh, I, yeah. I was at the port game, and they were playing against Stern, then he did his knee when it happened, so he, he was probably doing okay, but... Sounds like you like Lord better. I like the way Lord plays. He's a crash-and-bash kind of player, which I think you can appreciate the way he plays. And just, he was very clean. Some of the goals that we got is because of him. He just, but you were playing West Coast. If he can continue that cleanness against St Kilda, who have got the best defence in the league at the moment, it does, all he has to do is just make a contest. But personally, I just don't know because we've lost Farrell to a broken cheaper, and so he's out. And then Jonas is suspended for one week as well. So even though Paul fans would agree, not a big out. Sorry. But he hasn't been great this year. So there's a few injuries here and there. And St. Kilda are just a very good team at Marvel as well. So not going in with expect... I'm going in wanting to win. But I wouldn't be shocked if we don't. Because it's St. Kilda, they're pretty good. But it's a Friday night game, so... Nice uh, get national attention for well, a game. hope you don't stuff it up. Like... But I know, I'm, I, I won't say it. Go I ahead. say stuff it up like the grand final, but anyway. But the what, 2007 grand yeah. final? Well, I can say the same about 2017 grand final, but we're not going there at the moment. So. Yes, but the Crows didn't have a record of losing. But did, did you win? No. Exactly, so it doesn't a, matter. It doesn't matter if there's a record. a record of losing, that's different. But at the end of the day, it's still a loss. It doesn't matter. It's Crows a loss, still... but it's not going to be a loss that's known for history. It doesn't really matter at the end of the day. Well, we lost by 119 anyway. points. We move on from that. <laughs> we did have a little bit of a topic to discuss. It's just about some celebrations. We've noticed it, this has been happening for quite a long time. But more this year. More this year that obviously it's probably more the young ones, probably between the age of 18 yeah, the and 24. Yeah, don't have enough no. energy in the tank. Yeah, so obviously it's a discussion about like, do we like the uh, the big celebration? So obviously we've seen Rochelle do the, the boxing celebration. We've seen Dersma do the bow and arrow. We've seen a few... Different players doing variety of football soccer celebrations. Some very unique ones, some weird ones. Or like, you know, handshakes, stuff like that. Are you a fan of all that? No, I'm not a big fan. Not a big fan of them. No. Enjoying the moment, I'll say. Oh, no, I, I'm all for enjoying the moment, but you don't have to be a show-off. Like, if you've got passion and you're like... You know, passionate, you're celebrating, like, yeah, jumping up and down and fist pumping and, like, that's fine. I don't mind the little handshaky things that players do. I think that just shows that it's just a team thing, you know, it's just a mate thing. I, I don't have anything mm. against that. But I don't like the crazy celebrations because I just think you're just showing off. <laughs> and, yes, that includes Rochelle's. And I feel like if you do that maybe once every now and then and it's, like, a really big moment, that's fine. But you don't need to do it every time you kick a goal. I just – I feel like now because he always does it, it's like the, if you expect him now to do it, there's that expectation that he's going to do it. I know because some people do love it. I don't know why he's doing it. I don't know why players do it. But I just think it's just a bit show-offy and that's my thoughts. Your thoughts? I don't mind it. Just as long as they know that it's still a team game, you've still got to do your job. And don't over-celebrate too early, I feel sometimes. Some, t- some players over-celebrate in moments and they don't win the game. So I feel like you've got to, you've got to pick your time and moment. But I feel like the adrenaline does rush a lot for these players. So, you know, when you kick a goal and you've got a big crowd on your side, come out with the big celebrations, which I feel like a lot of players do. 
So they probably get caught in the moment. But being a smart footballer is about not getting caught in the moment. But also. players do that. But youngsters do that. Like, you know, they've they've got their, guess not arrogance, but they're quite confident. So players will do their own little celebrations. They learn from, like, from soccer. Like, soccer. Everyone celebrates in soccer. But that is a bit different because you're lucky to see a couple goals a game. Exactly. You don't so do you it can every do that. single goal. Like, imagine if someone kicks five goals and they're doing it every single time. Oh, it's happened in soccer. You know I mean, and like, you can't do it when your team's losing. That just looks petty. Well, no, no one will ever do it when this. Yeah. When they're losing by a lot. Yeah. I'm more for the, the, the fist pump or that. I'm know. for the fist pump. That's what I'm more for. But, you know, I can understand, I guess, footballers doing their celebration because they're sort of mimicking other sports because they do that. But I think as a time and place for it, maybe not to be too arrogant when you do it. And also, you don't need to do it in your first couple of games either. That's really arrogant. Dursen actually, actually, yes, he did. Actually, you did and do that's why I didn't like it initially because I was like, you don't, you don't have the, you can't. Just depends if you did it before you started AFL. I don't know, but I don't know. You have your thing, <laughs> so. But yes, I do agree. Like, got to pick your moment, pick your time to do it. But ideally, just a fist pump would be great as well. But I'm not too bothered by it all. That's what I think. But you know, it's gonna keep going. There's more and more are gonna celebrate. You know, the draftees come out the next few years. Next, these youngsters, they're gonna keep going. There'll be more. There'll be these unique celebrations, like. I'd say people that have watched footy for over 30 years are all going to be all surprised by all this. But They'll what, be like me. Like, what is all this? They'll be like me. Just be normal. That's the way players are these days. But, you know, it's a team sport, so just at least, if you're going to do a big celebration, at least congratulate your teammates too. You don't get, you don't kick the goal yourself. Someone's going to get it to you. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think that's the big thing for me is congratulate your teammates, then do whatever you want. Just not over the top to a point that you might damage your team winning a game. But anyway, we will leave it there for this episode. So we'll be ready to go for next week. So we'll see if we're just as happy as next week as well. <laughs> anyway, we'll uh, catch you then. See ya.